folks, I'm WWE Hall of Famer Hacksaw Jim Duggan, and you're listening to the podcast Small Package. Give me a hold, buddy. Oh! Hey, everybody, it's Corey Poindexter here with your boy. It's your boy, Bob. Hello. Hello. And, and today on the Small Package Show, we have your predictions for the Extreme Rules pay-per-view. Not so extreme. Not so extreme indeed, my friend. Also... A WWE superstar making the return for the May Young Classic. Who could it be? Bra has its lowest viewership in years or ever. <laughs> also, some pretty great references. Hey, Bob, every little thing I do, it never seems enough for you. You don't want to lose it again, but I'm not like that. Baby, when you finally get to love somebody, guess what? Hit him with it, Bob. It's got a baseball package. Welcome back, it's the Small Package Show. Yeah, dude, yeah, dude, yeah, 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 dude, 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 Hey, everybody, you're here with Easy Listening Bob and Easy Smooth Talking Cut for another episode of the Smooth Package. We're bringing it to you nice and calm tonight, friends. Yeah, the forecast is Partly cloudy with a chance of smooth. <laughs> hey man, you know what? This is way more extreme than the Extreme Rules pay per view card. Oh right? shit! Oh shit! Shots fired. Let's seriously, dude. This this card, this card is not extreme. No, at all. At all. I mean, that's funny because I started to think that it was possible. That WWE was listening to you and I. Yeah, right. Um, well, no, because uh, last week on the podcast, we specifically talked about which WWE pay per view should get the axe uh-huh. in terms of like which ones are um, just Too gimmick. Gimmicked up. Yeah, gimmick pay per views that don't really make sense, especially in 2018. And um, man, you know, at first it seemed like there were some scoops going around. That sounded like they were going to nix tables, items, and chairs, but you said that your boy Phil got a scoop. Friend of the show. Confirmed by WWE. Confirmed. That, uh, yeah, TLC has just uh, moved to December. December. Which, I mean, hey, I thought that's when the TLC pay-per-view originally used to be. I was like, what do you mean? I thought that was... I was under the impression it was always that way, but apparently I was. And it was supposed to be in October. It's supposed to be in October in Boston. No, no, but no, they no. Moved it to. That makes zero sense because December. October is when they do Hell in a Cell. October, well, I, I guess, because that's their spoopy pay per view. Well, so they're talking about not doing any pay per views at all in October. There was a, a because they're doing that australia show oh right there was a talk september is going to be hell in a cell then there's going to be like none in october for the australia show and then there's going to be you know survivor series and then dlc there was a uh there was talk going around that um rumors and i saw i saw it also 
pop up, not just online on like Reddit and stuff, but um, on uh, the Cage Side blog, the Rumor Roundup. What? Cage Side? Yeah. I don't I believe s- it. I saw on their Rumor Roundup that um, there's, there is a rumor going around that WWE might try to have two WrestleManias a year. Where one is that re- sounds terrible. Where like one is like WrestleMania, and the uh, like in the United States traditional WrestleMania in April, and the other is later in the year, in the other half of the year, and would be a a broad show, kind of like Greatest Royal Rumble, and the Australia show. So as if those are <sighs> tests for a international WrestleMania, but that would take away from what from makes what WrestleMania is. It would make WrestleMania less special. Right? Why not just have it be a separate thing? And well, because dubs. Because ugh. fuck you, that's why. And Fair and, enough. and it's just it's just so confusing to me because I'm just like why why would I want another like 6-hour pay-per-view in the year? Like WrestleMania drains me. Yeah. And I mean in a good way most years. And it's usually not that great, let's be honest. Like when was the last time you could say that WrestleMania was the best pay-per-view of the year? 30. Which was? Several years ago. Yeah. <laughs> WrestleMania 30 was, was... I mean, 31 did have the cash in, but a lot of that show was mixed. You had the Undertaker match that happened before the sun went down. You had Sting losing to trips. It was definitely yeah, not... Rusev coming out on a tank, but then losing to Cena. I mean, the tank spot was great, and and Rollins' cash-in was epic. And, the, and that was it. one of the best moves I've ever seen. Oh, right. The uh, curb stomp to RKO. Yeah, the curb stomp to RKO. I forgot about that. That was sick. Good highlights, good pops in there. Um, but on the whole, that was also a show where we saw the New Day get... I think it was the New Day got buried, or League of Nations got buried. I can't remember who. No, that wasn't that show. Um... That was like two years after. Um, I'm pretty sure the or the or was it Bray Wyatt got buried by the Rock? Was no, that what happened? That was thirty, and it was Rowan. Uh, or not thirty? That was thirty-two because that was the biggest one ever in Texas. Right, 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 right. I, I, I'm telling you, somebody got buried on that show. I remember, I remember that being pissed about it, and I remember being at Mike's dad's house upstate for 31. Something happened in the middle of that card that pissed me off that I thought was unnecessary. Sounds regardless, like wrestling. Regardless, you know, we don't need another six-hour super show. But that being said, we don't have a six-hour super super show. We have a probably three-hour. Money in the Bank, I mean, or not Money in the Bank, Extreme Rules. Mm, it'll probably be like four hours because that's how they do now. Well, oh, including pre-show. Yeah, I'm talking about main card. Oh, fair. Um, but let's before we get into that, let's talk about what happened on the shows this week. Um, so covering important stuff that happened with the storyline. Um, in the opening of the show, we had what I thought was a very good segment. You had uh Roman Reigns coming out to the ring, calling out Bobby Lashley after an interaction backstage on the way to the ring. Um, and they had a pull apart segment and I, I thought it was rather successful. You had Roman call up Bobby the way Bobby asked. Bobby came out to the ring. Uh, Angle and Corbin came out to try to simmer things down. It escalated and we had the entire roster involved in a pull apart. And I don't know about you. I always think it makes the athlete. I think it makes the wrestlers look strong. Yeah. Um, it was fine. Uh, it's kind of interesting it. that Roman is 
almost playing the heel in this in in this uh feud cuz i mean Lashley's not necessarily a heel but but yeah i mean he's definitely being antagonistic he's calling Lashley out um i think the crux of it is that um it's not the most exciting feud I definitely think that the pull apart made them both look stronger, but I I don't think it made them more interesting. If that makes sense, like, because uh, Bobby's just sure dead behind the eyes sometimes. Like yeah, he, definitely. They just I think honestly he would be better off not having Mike time. Yeah, but anyway. So we had the Lashley and Roman Reigns pull apart. It made them look strong, but that's about the end of that. Uh, we had Nia Jax uh, getting the win over Mickey James in a tag team match. It was Natalia and Nia versus Mickey and Alexa. Nia got the win. Um, and after the match, Alexa went after her with a kendo stick. Um, it gave me PTSD to the Bailey and Alexa feud, if I'm being honest. That was my big concern. Sure. Because that feud was uh, was pretty terrible. Sure. Um, however, that being said, um, I'm, I'm curious to see, since that is one of the only truly extreme matches. It is literally the only extreme match. Um, I mean, it's the only extreme rules match. Uh, the t- a tables match would be on an extreme card. And a cage match on an extreme card. Fair enough. The shark cage match is a little dumb, but hey, take what we can get. Uh, We had KO segments backstage with Kurt Angle, which led to something later. Ziggler McIntyre cut a promo on Rollins, which would lead to the main event, which was a McIntyre-Rollins match. Uh, The B team came and uh, did their shtick. And the deleters of World, um, Hardy and Wyatt, were more serious this week. Um, they they announced that they have no more time for the B team's shenanigans and games. The time for foolishness is over, as it were. Um, B team does pick up the win. Bo Dallas pinned Matt Hardy, but afterwards, uh, and and uh, Wyatt was distracted dealing with Curtis Axe on the outside. Afterwards, we got a whip 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 whip, and then. Uh, both Hardy and Wyatt were back in the ring, seemingly at full strength, uh, despite Hardy just losing the match. Um, and they seem pretty pumped up. Um, typically, you know, when you go over on the go home show, it does not bode well for you. Mm -hmm. Uh, but what do you think of, what do you think of the B team's credibility at this point in the storyline? I mean, they, they're on a streak. They did technically lose a match before they were formed as the B team when they were, I mean, when they were the Mizdraj, they lost all the time. But before they properly labeled themselves the B team, they did lose, and they lost to Hardy and Wyatt. However, since forming as the B team, they are undefeated. So going into this, do you actually see credibility in the underdog B no, team? No. Or is this just abiding a in the time? This is just a fucking placeholder feud. Okay. So you're not you have do you have any amped for this at all or are you just sort of like whatever about it it's been enjoyable for for what it's worth but i'm gonna be excited when it's done fair enough um we did get ko and braun interacting backstage 
uh, reference to the porta potty ending from last week, spraying him with uh, some kind of Febreze aerosol thing. Uh, and he said that he didn't stink of just garbage and porta potty stuff. He smelled of fear. Wah, 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 wah. Uh, and that led to our main event of Drew McIntyre versus Seth Rollins. It was a really good match. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah. Is entertaining. You can always rely on Rollins to have a good match. For sure. Uh, in the end, McIntyre... Well, in the, in the end, what happened was is that uh, Rollins had to also fend off Dolph Ziggler, and that allowed Drew McIntyre to hit the Claymore kick and get the win. One, two, three. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was the go-home raw. I mean, yeah. there was a lot of stuff we skipped over that just wasn't really relevant to storylines. Ember Moon had a match, a bunch of stuff in there. Um on a, uh, how did you feel if you want uh, you know letter grade one to ten five stars how did you feel about this as a show and specifically as a go home uh as a show c minus as a go home d plus wow <laughs> so this didn't really do much for you at all not really did last week's do more for you than this week's eh. Eh. so last week's was not better. maybe a little better was it was it was it better or was it less worse Less worse for sure. Fair enough. I probably would give. I probably, as just a show, would. Agree, I would probably say agree with a C plus, but I would also give it a C plus as a go home. Um, there really wasn't a ton. The problem I, I had was C minus, son. Oh, I would give it a C plus as a show, and probably less C plus, maybe just a C as a go home. Um, there were some things that it did address going into the the pay-per-view but i felt like a lot of those were early on the card like the alexa bliss and and natalia and naya and mickey thing happened way early in the show um and not that i don't like the ic title belt being in the main event and you know being the focus of the story i mean the ic belt wasn't in the main event but dolph was at ringside with drew so not that I don't like the IC belt getting the 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 push, but you know, man, it would really help if our title was on the was on the show. Well, sure. I mean, strongly help. Or if you position the women's championship as the main event, like the last match, so that the lasting image of the show is Alexa beating down Nia with the kendo stick. Um, unfortunately, we didn't get that. Uh, we had a lot of filler in this episode. Uh, there was like an Elias bit that turned into a match with 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 Rude and and um, Corbin, Corbin and Finn. And Finn. Um, a lot of tag team matches, both on this and SmackDown, to combine all the people who are going to be on the card. Um, and it was just not a great showing overall. There were some entertaining matches here and there, but overall, I agree that this didn't really get me hype for extreme rules and with extreme rules being i don't want to say lackluster because there's some very interesting matches that are going to happen at the pay-per-view but because it's an extreme rules pay-per-view main event that doesn't have a a a, a stip i mean i'm assuming nakamura rusev is the main event you it's, mean styles rusev or, or S, yeah, styles rusev i'm sorry i'm assuming that's the main event it should be and it doesn't have a stip in fact, the only steps on the card are the tables match and the kickoff show, the steel cage match between Owens and, and, and Strowman, which is really nothing. Um, there's nothing really on the line. Uh, Intercontinental Championship match is a 30-minute Ironman. That's not extreme. 
And then the Raw Women's Championship is an Extreme Rules match. So unless the Raw Women's Championship headlines, which is possible, but then that means your only Extreme Rules match goes on last. That's not very extreme. No. I mean, I'm worried about this card. Viewership has not been very great the last couple months. And this pay-per-view is not instilling confidence. At least not in me. I don't know how you feel. I mean, they don't have to care about fucking playing to a crowd anymore. They have billion-dollar TV contracts. Like, it's, it's sad to say they don't have to try. And it makes it it makes me interested to see if maybe, you know, we see WWE going into holding patterns from time to time. Um, you know, when when they don't have much creatively going on, or when there's a pay per view coming up, but there's a longer period between pay per views. Um, it happened a lot during the brand the proper brand split. Um, you know, when the next pay per view is going to be Raw and you're on SmackDown, you kind of have to hold off until your next pay per view cycle. Um. Maybe this is just a prolonged holding pattern of nothing too crazy until... Well, I mean, it really isn't. Because, like, let's look at it. We have the leaders of Worlds versus B-Team. That's obviously a holding pattern. We have Carmella versus Asuka again. We have Alexa versus Nia again. We have, you know, like, a bunch of nothing feuds... You know, Finn Balor, Corbin, that's for nothing. Roman Lashley, that's largely for nothing. Strowman KO, that's largely for nothing. Realistically, Team Hell No is a throwaway thing because Kane's got to go run an election. <laughs> like, we know that. And if he gets the job, which is a very likely outcome, he's probably not going to be around. So it's not like Team Hell No is a long term thing. I mean, and there's also been talk about whether or not realistically Rusev's not getting the belt, so that's not a thing. Like, there's been just a whole lot of like, it is a holding. eh. It's a holding pattern pay per view, and there's been a lot of talk about whether or not the outcome of the Daniel Bryan match. I mean, Team Hell No match, but you you know what I'm saying. Um, That that might have a lot of it might tell a lot about where they are in their contract negotiations. Because remember, his contract is up not too long from now. I mean, today is what? The 11th of July? Yeah. 12th? Today is the 12th. Yeah, it's like a we're, month and a half-ish. We're recording, we're recording this on the 12th of July. Born on the 12th of July. And early September is when his contract's up, I believe. I think it's like first, second week of September. So if he doesn't get an extension signed, do they just rush a feud? Um... I mean, I'm not saying that if he goes into a feud with the Miz at SummerSlam that it is rushed, but um, because SummerSlam is a big, big event, you know, but it's just tough to tell what's going on right now because there's so many of these feuds that it's just sort of like, unless something happens that truly shakes us up and goes, oh, wow, that was not how I expected that to go. This pay-per-view just does a lot of nothing going on. That being said, I guess uh, let's get into SmackDown. Yeah. Um so SmackDown Live. What do we got going on here? Uh SmackDown, we opened up with Miz TV. He was interviewing Team Hell No. Um and there were some highlights in this 
interview and some some meh moments. Um, I actually thought that Kane making an NSYNC reference uh, was kind of funny. And it did come back later in another gag later in the show. Uh, Miz said that, you know, everyone thought a Team Hell No reunion was less likely than Justin Timberlake rejoining NSYNC. And Kane got very upset and said, Justin Timberlake will never rejoin NSYNC. He is above them now. <laughs> it's very funny, I thought. Um, you know, and, and Kane stops Daniel Bryan from attacking the Miz when Miz says that he wanted to be the one to end Daniel Bryan's career again. Uh, but he keeps hiding behind the skirt of his demon. He makes fun of Kane, and then Kane goes for a choke slam. That brings out Bludgeon Brothers first or Sanity? I can't remember. Sanity maybe came out. Anyway, Sanity and the Bludgeon Brothers both came out, and then New Day came out to make the save for Team Hell No. Uh, that would set up our main event, which was Sanity and the Bludgeon Brothers versus Team Hell No and the New Day. Um, so after that, next notable thing is we had AJ Styles, uh, versus Shinsuke Nakamura with Rusev at ringside. Uh, Aiden English took a, uh, Kinshasa when AJ Styles ducked, uh, Rusev then attacked AJ Styles and AJ won by disqualification. And then that, uh, led to Paige here setting up a tag team match. Uh, AJ Styles um, and Jeff Hardy versus Shinsuke Nakamura and Rusev. Uh, that match got a lot of time. It was multiple segments. I mean, Paige, yeah. Paige was just doing her best Teddy Long. Yes. She got 14 people into tag matches within two segments. Yeah, it was it was pretty nuts. Um, and so, I mean, the, the, the AJ and Shinsuke one already was a two-segment like uh match and then rusev and shinsuke versus aj and jeff hardy was a two-segment match uh, and ultimately uh shinsuke hit rusev no, no. hit rusev shinsuke hit jeff hardy which led to the super their machka kick from rusev sure and then uh rusev pinned hardy to get the win um then we had our battle of the sexes part d it was James Ellsworth versus Asuka. In the Lumberjack match. True that. All of the female superstars, except Charlotte, were ringside. Charlotte noticeably absent. She's recovering from surgery. Yes. Um, but I just thought it was funny that they didn't mention the fact that Charlotte's recovering right now. Well, and they it's were a like, weird surgery. Sure. And they were like, all it's not of, like, hey, Charlotte busted a boob. I mean, sure. They don't have to say what the surgery is, <laughs> but they said all of our female superstars. Well, I guess if you're all like Charlotte's recovering from injury, she can't be here right now. But then you look up Charlotte injury and be like Charlotte boob injury. And you'd be like, sure. well, I'm sure they just like, that. you know what? Let's just not even bring it up. So, uh, Oscar, so Ellsworth, uh, got thrown in by the lumberjack, the female roster several times. Uh, and then they started infighting. And then Oscar hit an outside dive to the fighting group of women. Ellsworth almost escaped. Oscar gets in the ring and James Ellsworth has been handed a can of mysterious spray Ooh. from Carmella. He goes for the spray. He misses Oscar puts him in the Oscar lock Oscar lock. He taps. That was the end of the match. However, after the match, Carmella gets in the ring. Oscar starts beating her up. 
James gets a second chance at the spray and doesn't miss. Gets Oscar right in the eyes, holds her down, and Carmella hits her with a running knee. And so Oscar ends the show. For, I mean, well, ends that segment for for the women part of the show. Uh, laid out in the middle of the ring. Any thoughts on uh, any of the stuff so far? The Miz TV or the <laughs> Rusev and AJ and all that stuff, or the lumberjack match. I actually didn't get to watch this live, sure. so I really only caught clips of it. Fair enough. Um, but I will say, just continue to give props for Ellsworth, just constantly one-upping the rest of the main roster at being a better professional wrestler than everyone else. Like, yeah, he's no God's gift to you know work rate when it comes to in-ring work, but he is very clean very solid, a great seller in ring, and his mic work is better than most in the company. So it's just all all props to Ellsworth. I can never get enough of the guy. All glory to the Ellsworth. Hey man, he's a great competitor. What can you say? Uh, and then that led us into our main event. Uh, or actually, no. First, we had CN Almas and Sin Cara finally. Put on a fucking banger. Yeah. I mean, first off, I just want to say, finally. I mean, they've been building up tension for this feud for how long now? Like, it seems like a couple months of well, backstage segments. Yeah, but I think that Sin Cara got injured or something, which is why wait, they... Wait, wait, wait. Wait, 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 wait. Sin Cara got injured? Uh-huh. Dude, all I know is that this match was a fucking banger. Sin Cara looked amazing. And almost looked really good, too. Yeah, both both competitors are great. There was a lot of high-flying stuff. Uh, a lot of, of stuff to the outside. It was it was a very fast-paced match. Um, and, of, of course, at the end, CN almost gets the, gets the pin. Um, as to be expected. But, yeah, it was a great match. Um, also, uh, got a backstage segment with the new day and team hell no where we got a callback to canes and sync reference uh he quoted the song this i promise you uh when new day asked if he'd be able to to, you know focus on the team uh and that led us to our main event where we saw sanity and the bludgeon brothers getting a lot of offense on team hell no and the new day but ultimately uh, team Hell No and New Day get the win by pinfall. And then cute little segment to close the show out. Daniel Bryan goes to the ramp and instead of doing the yes chant, he tries to do Kane's summoning the fires of hell, um, especially with all the promos Kane had cut throughout the night. And Daniel tried it several times to do the arms slam down, fireballs come up. None of it happened. And then on his last try, he got it and he surprised Kane and the whole crowd by causing the stage to erupt into flames. Uh, the good kind, though, not the kind that kills everybody. Uh-huh. And so that was SmackDown. So, Bob, got to ask you. Yeah. Again, letter grade, however you want to grade it. How did you feel about this, as, both as just a standalone SmackDown and as a go-home for a pay-per-view? So, I mean, it's unfair because I didn't really watch all of it, so I can't really sure. give a fair... But... I'll say this. Not necessarily having seen the matches. But just from what you heard, that was a pretty much full run through of SmackDown because sure. there wasn't because we don't do recaps on this show. We're not doing recaps. <laughs> we're not doing recaps. But there were so there were so few matches that were spread out into longer segments. Like half of the show was AJ 
Shinsuke, Rusev, and Hardy. Like a good half of the show was that. And then on top of that, the main event was a two segment match as well. So just on paper, having heard the card and the storyline of what went down, what would you give the show as a go home and as a SmackDown? Probably as a regular SmackDown, like an A minus as a go home B plus. That's fair. So you thought it was, you thought it was a better standalone show than it was a go home. Yeah. I mean, well, I guess I expect standalone shows to be worse. So it was a better than most standalone show. Okay. That's what I'm getting at here. Sure. But as a pay-per-view builder, it did a better job than raw for sure. But for sure. it still isn't like, Oh man, I got to watch the pay-per-view. Also, I guess that's fair. We were saying this last week, I think, about how they keep making every single competitor like face each other a billion times before the pay-per-views. And like, well, not just last week. We've been saying this for months. Yeah. So, I mean, well, I, I think we specifically went on a rant about it last week. Weird. But, um, yeah, both Raw and SmackDown were very much lessons in let's give them the pay-per-view and then more give them the pay-per-view again. I mean, more or less. The pay-per-view. We saw Hell No and Bludgeon Brothers in a match. New Day and Sanity in a match. We saw AJ... Styles and Rusev in a match. And Hardy, Hardy and Nakamura in a match. Yeah. And not necessarily Ziggler and Rollins, but they went head-to-head. Yep, on Raw, yep. Same, not necessarily Carmella and Asuka, but they still exchanged blows. Sure. Nia and Alexa were in a match. Yep. Corbin and Finn were in a match. Yep. <laughs> oh, and then Elias and Rude. Um, although I don't know that that's well, they're confirmed. Well, they're not in a match. There were, there, there were people speculating that that was going to be another kickoff show match. Well, it's not on the card, son. Yeah, I know it's not. A, it's oh not my been, gosh, it's not grow, been up. grow up. It's not been announced. Grow up. Okay. Grow up. I won't. Grow up. I'm a Toys R Us kid. Grow up. <laughs> anyway, let's just get over to the Extreme Rules card wait, here. Wait, wait, wait. Before we get to our predictions. Oh my goodness. News. We always do news first. And you were going to talk do to us about this local show. Or the, uh, not local show. The, what was what was the show you were going to talk about? Yeah. Major Force Wrestling? Is that what it is? Uh, MLW. MLW. I don't know what MLW stands for. Neither do I. Could be Major League Wrestling. Major League Wrestling. Let's go with that. There, so there's a show happening. It's here in Queens? It's just right on 36th Ave. Oh, tight. Not too far from here. Yeah. Um, and you were talking about how the card for this MLW show looks stacked. Do you have more information about the event for the listeners at home if they live in the New York area? Yeah, it is uh, an MLW Fusion TV taping Tweet. for their show. Um, but the main event features the first ever Battle Riot match with 40 participants. Um. And here are the announced participants so far. You have Tom Lawler, Jimmy Havoc, John Hennigan, Pentagon Jr., Low Key, ACH, Kevin Sullivan, Davy Boy Smith Jr., Teddy Hart, Rich Swan, Jake Hager, aka Jack, Jack, uh, Jack Swagger, Barrington Hughes, Conan, uh, PCO, Jimmy Yuta, Lance Anoa'i, Swoggle, 
Sammy Callahan, Joey Ryan, Jason Cade, uh, Brody King, Drago, Aerostar, Simon Gotch, Homicide, and and a bunch of other ones. Haven't necessarily heard of the other guys. Sure, but that so far is a lot of great names in that match. Uh, then the actual card, the rest of the matches include sure. a world heavyweight title fight uh, with Shane Strickland versus Sammy Callahan, cool. a world tag team title fight of Ray Phoenix and Pentagon Jr. versus Drago and Aerostar, a match between John Hennigan versus Low Key, the Great. Hart Foundation, which is Davey Boy Smith Jr., Brian Pillman II, and Teddy Hart versus Rich Swan ACH. Uh, MJF versus Joey Ryan to determine the world middle, middleweight champion. Uh, Jimmy Havoc versus Brody King and Homicide versus PCO. In case you're wondering what a uh, battle riot match is, it's a battle royal, rumble, royal rumble, and anything goes street fight all in in one. Um, new participants enter the ring every sixty seconds. Um, no disqualifications. Elimination is by pinfall, submission, or by throwing an individual over the top rope. Hey, man. I mean, this sounds like a really dope show. I uh, said it's MLW, and what, what day and time is that? That will be on the 19th, and I believe the show starts at 7. I and believe it goes 7 to 10.30. Do you have a website or, a, or an address? MLWtickets.com for tickets. MLWtickets.com. So there's a shout-out. If you're in the Queens area on the 19th, sounds like a hell of a show to check out. Should be a lot of fun just based on the card and the talent. I mean, so much talent, especially right. in that Insane event. amount of talent. Uh, well, by the way, what was that thing you were showing me the other day where it was like eight competitors? Oh, that was in... Um, that's in Chicago. It's... Uh, the day after the all-in show. Yeah, I don't remember what I don't remember what promotion you said that was for. It's literally this Catholic church that just puts on insane shows for fundraisers. So, so you 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 prefaced this. This is after we recorded last week. Um, you prefaced this by saying you have to watch this trailer for this wrestling show being put on by a Catholic church, and my gut. Catholic school. And my gut reaction to that was, this sounds terrible. This sounds like it's going to be absolutely just dreadful. And then they started to explain the format of the match. And it starts off with two... If Correct me if I'm wrong. It starts off with two four, uh, a four-on-four match. Correct. And the winning team of the four-on-four survive to the second round where they get split in two for a standard tag team and whoever gets the pinfall gets to pick his teammate gets to pick his teammate so you have a four on four if you get the pinfall for your team you get to pick you're the essentially the captain and you get to pick not only your tag team member but essentially force the other two onto a tag team exactly and then the winning tag team from that Tag from the two on two match faces off faces one v one with your opponent with your tag team partner Correct? Yes. And then the winner of that is declared the winner of this event. Yeah. And I'm trying to remember who all the uh, people were, but Mis- Ray Mysterio was one. Yeah. You had, I think, Pentagon was in there. Maybe. I mean, the the talent was... Do you remember the name of the promotion at all? Or is it already slipped your mind? Uh, no. I'll have to look it up again. 
Uh, well, we'll we'll uh, we'll we'll put out something on our Facebook or our Twitter about that, and that happens in September, around the time of the All In Show. So we'll we'll come back to that and try to give a plug oh, for them later. It's right here. Oh, you have it. Look at you, Bob. Uh huh. We don't have to sh- post shit on Twitter later. Sorry, Jesus. So uh, okay. Whoa. Let me turn down. It's Warrior oh, Wrestling, yeah. uh, Sunday, September second in Chicago. Um, let's see. It's got Rey Mysterio, Pentagon, dope, dope. Phoenix, Sick. Brian Cage, great, uh, Jeff Cobb, Jesus. Uh, I don't know him and Rich Swan. Wait, who's I don't uh, know him. Sammy Callahan. Okay. I think you got a big mix no, of, the weight, of the weight divisions in there. Sammy Guevara. Sammy Guevara. Oh, and Austin Aries. And Austin Aries, my God, is the, is the final eighth. What man. what a talented lineup! And uh, I mean, if I'm most of those guys, from looking at it from a kayfabe perspective, obviously you're hoping that Jeff Cobb is on the other team and you beat them. <laughs> I'm just talking strictly in terms of kayfabe. So, hey, if you're in Chicago around the weekend of All In, maybe hit up this show. It sounds like a a good time. Uh, Bob, other news to talk about before we get into our predictions and wrap this bad boy up. Um, May Young Classic is returning again this year, and they have their first entrant announced, and it is a returning Caitlyn. Nice. Uh, Caitlyn was before my time. She was in the Divas era. Divas. Um, but apparently she had some good feuds with, uh, with AJ Lee yep, and, did. um, did some funny stuff with Big E. So yes, she did. People are hoping that, uh, she might get a nice little return run. Sure enough. Um, we'll see. We'll see how that goes. What else you got? Um, good news for the Takahashi fans. Yes. Um, he is flying home. They're their show where he uh the allegedly broke his neck was in san francisco um G1 and special. if it was very serious they would not put him on a plane but since he is flying back home that is good news um so hopefully things turn out okay for him as we've all seen from kurt angle a broken neck is not the end of the world but it, obviously it's something serious but uh, that needs to be taken care of but it seems like things are going as good as they could fair enough uh speaking of injuries at the g1 special show mm-hmm. uh jr got a rib injury i don't know if you've heard about yeah, i this. saw the spot and it, it looked weird the bump looked real weird and yeah it was in, look in the uh jay white versus juice robinson match um the yeah the outside barriers got knocked into the announce table the announce table got like sh- just you know forced into jr's ribs apparently uh he was rushed to the hospital after the show i mean he still called the rest of the show so it's not going to be a life-threatening thing. sure but i've heard that he's a, he was in a decent amount of pain um so all the best to jr uh, i'm sure you'll be back on your feet soon enough you're a you're a real trooper uh we had an update coming from uh melch and the observer as to why brock lesnar was not featured on monday night raw mm-hmm. uh so a lot of people were confused as to why he wasn't on Raw, especially with his big appearance over the weekend at UFC 226. Uh, everyone just sort of expected 
um, a Brock appearance or at least mention of what happened on air to capitalize on, you know, whenever a WWE superstar is involved in something that high profile, they tend to try to capitalize on it. However, uh, according to sources, Vince McMahon didn't want to draw any attention away from the Extreme Rules event, especially since Brock Lesnar won't be defending his title anytime soon for WWE. Um, and he, he believes that by purporting the Brock is turning his back on the WWE narrative, he will eventually get the cheers for Roman that he so craves and desires and loses sleep at night thinking about. Um, it's not going to happen, but that's what they're hoping, apparently. And he has officially entered the USADA testing pool again, so his suspension has started. Uh, he will be eligible in about six months to begin taking off fights. So we'll have to see what happens with that. What else you got, Bob? Uh, and then the last thing I have is uh, bad news Mm-mm. for Raw. Uh, Wrestle, Wrestling Inc. Mm-hmm. dot com is reporting that it was the excuse me it's all good um the a new viewership low for 2018 this uh this past week's oh, Monday no. Night Raw um and not only is it a new low for 2018 it is the lowest viewership in Raw history was it really yes no shit um it is under uh, it was uh, the main event drew 2.47 million viewers, um, which is down 8.8% from last week and breaks the 2.478 million viewer low, um, which was the September 26, 2016 episode, which went up against a Trump Clinton debate and Monday Night Football. Um, very gross yeah Uh, the final hour only drew 2.32 million viewers that's very low Um, but it was still the fourth watched show on the night so I mean I guess a terrible raw is still one of the best one of the highest watched shows on cable sure Um, so take that as you will sure Um, however Compare that to, you know, so we had, what, 2.47 million viewers for the night. Compare that to a high of this year, uh, Raw 25, the Raw 25th anniversary show. That was a 4.53 million viewers. Hmm. So, you know, almost double the amount of viewers. Hmm. Well... And a 3.92 million for the post-WrestleMania episode. Sure. Uh, Dean Ambrose was spotted in Birmingham, Alabama. Birmingham, Alabama. I believe it's all related to his injury he sustained a few months ago. Uh, Current estimated timelines from people in the know, uh, like Meltzer, uh, have him coming back at the earliest SummerSlam, but more likely September. It's a big buzzkill because Dean's been on the shelf for a a long time now. Uh, Hopefully he comes back at 100% and is able to have some more great matches. Um, And then finally, on my end, it's the last thing I got. Unless you find something else you want to mention real quick. Uh, Lonnie Poffo went out and said that the Macho Man would have been a big fan of uh, Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks. Um, 
he uh in, he was talking to cage at seats uh and you know whenever he talks to anybody he loves to talk about his own career in wwf as a few years as the genius um but then also about his brother he loves to talk about about randy savage and a lot of things that his brother would have been into what what he would have thought of wrestling uh he said and i quote i think he'd be a fan of people like kenny omega young bucks I just love athletics and wrestling because you strive for authenticity. And when you're an athlete, you can't deny it. Um, he was part of a documentary and it was about wrestlers overdoing it. Um, wrestlers who had health problems from constantly grinding and being on the road. Um, Greg Valentine, Tita Santana, Paul Orndorff, Abdullah Butcher, Wendy uh, Richter, uh, Bill Eady, Stan Hansen, and Lex Luger are all featured in uh, in this 350 days um, documentary he's working on. Um, and uh, yeah, so he's working on this doc about the grind of the re- professional wrestling industry. And uh, he gave a little shout out to some of the younger wrestlers that he thought his brother would have been a fan of. R.I.P macho man all right with that said we did a time-saving tactic this time instead of sitting here and making our decisions up on the spot it is time for our extreme rules predictions once again brought to you by the great folks at pro wrestling scorecards uh they have a patreon you can hit them up uh on their on their patreon uh, and you can follow them on Twitter at PW Scorecards. Uh, make sure to find them on Facebook, find them on Twitter, give them some love. If you enjoy their product, go to their Patreon, support them so they can keep help making these uh, awesome prediction scorecards. It's a lot of fun. We love doing them here on the air with you guys. Play along at home. Go to uh, follow them on Twitter at PW Scorecards. Download the scorecard, fill it out, tweet yours at us, and we will read your results on the air. Compare them to ours. Are you better than the small package boys? Probably. Probably. Especially if you're Name's KT, except last time when I fucking hosed you, KT. Shout out to KT, bitch of one half of the show. Wow, 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 wow. What's he going to do about it? What's he going to do about it? So spicy. Yeah, yeah, KT, you heard me. I'm calling you out from Jersey. You going to come over here from Jersey? I didn't think so. See see you at the next one, baby. Damn. Dude, KT is a big, lovable teddy bear, but he is also, keyword, big. He's bigger than me. So I'm going to watch what I say from now on. Right? Of all the people out there who are bigger than you and could beat you up, KT is one of the few people out there who match that criteria. Yeah. And, and, uh, but you know what? I don't, I don't think KT's got it in it to, to resort to physical violence against me. I think he'll just beat me at the next prediction. We don't have anything on, uh, on the line today. Nothing at stake except for the most important prize of all, and that's our pride, Bob. This uh-huh. is for pride. I have to man- manage to actually do okay for once in my yes. predictions. Hey, man, if you do okay, uh, maybe I'll give you another title shot because I am the reigning defending champ of at POD standing for the band. Um, I guess that's our title belt. We don't have any fancy belt. We're not like cultaholic. Just for a shitty joke. We're not like at, we're not like cultaholic and and all these other ones where their predictions they have real belts. Occasionally we we have like stupid punishments, and occasionally we put up on the line whether or not our Twitter handle stands for podcast or a band. 
But this week is just for just for shits, giggles, and pride. So let's open up with the kickoff show match tables match. It is the new day versus sanity. Uh, we're gonna just read what we have on the PW scorecard card uh, and tally it up from there. Not, we're not deviating at all on this one. So, uh, Bob, who do you got? Uh, sanity gets the win. Sure, it will be three minutes before the first table set up. Sure, and Woods is going through a table. Nice. Uh, and that is if you're playing along at home, it is plus or minus one for the time before first table is set up. And that is one of the ones where you get a bonus two points for getting it exactly. In all fairness, if they're playing along at home, then they should know this because they have the sheet. You know what? <laughs> you make such a good point, Bob. Also, I just want to. I just want to make a side note. Uh, I have been up working on, I was working on post audio last night from about the time that I woke up from my nap, which was around 9 p.m., uh, pretty much until you got here at 10 a.m. So my brain is is kind of mushy right now, which, hey, should give you a huge advantage because I made some shit tier predictions, my friend. Well, let's see. I had, I on this one, I did not. I had sanity. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought this was sort of a trick question because I believe there's going to be tables set up already. Okay. However, time before the first one is like put into position, you know, if we're if we're playing with the spirit of the law, not the letter of the law, I put five minutes. Okay. And I said Kofi will go through the table. All right. Next match, singles match, Roman Reigns, the big dog versus Bobby Lashley the medium-sized dog. Uh, I had Roman Reigns because, of course, I did. Pinfall uh, will be the finish of the match. And total delayed vert suplex hold time in seconds. Uh, Roman's very big. I don't think he'll hold it up for long. I went three seconds. Three. Mm. Not not 33. I also have Roman with a pin, show. but I went with eight seconds because Lashley wow. is strong and he wants to show it. Wow. Okay. And Roma does have the core muscles to help him. Uh, next up, singles match. Finn Balour versus Constable Baron Corbin. Pinky's up. Who do you got, Babo? Uh, Corbin. He's been on a streak. Uh, he's gotten a bunch of pins lately, so he's going to get a pin on Finn, and the match time will be nine minutes. Bell to bell. Uh, I also went with Constable Corbin for the same reason. Uh, however, I, I like to hedge my bets. I went with DQ finish because I believe that Finn could win on a DQ. Sure. Um, so I kind of hedged my bets by saying a DQ finish. I think that Corbin might, since it's not an extreme rules match, this might be one of the spots during the night where they have a extreme moment, especially in a match that doesn't mean anything. Mm -hmm. Um, and I had seven minutes bell to bell. Uh, next up, we have the steel cage match between the monster and the bank amongst men, <laughs> Braun Strowman versus uh, Kevin Owens. So who do you got, Babo? Um, so I have Strowman winning. Okay. Um, then here's a little confusion. Uh, it says mm-hmm. escape over the top or through the door. Sure. As if. Pinfall's not an the, option. The, so I, I guess it's just one or the other. So I went with over the top. Okay. Uh, first person calling for the doors, Owens. Obvious. Sure. Um, and then a move executed off the top of the cage. Yes. And if I'm going to be even ballsier, it'll probably be a far- frog splash from Kevin Owens. Uh, I have a very similar prediction to you. I have Strowman as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I said door 
because I don't know that they're going to have Strowman scaled that up and down the cage. Sure. Um, they don't want to risk him injuring himself. I don't think that they want the risk of him falling off the cage and hurting himself. There's too much riding on him right now. Uh, I put uh, Kevin Owens is the first one to call for the door or have the cage or get to the top of the cage. Um, and I also said yes for a move from the top of the cage. However, I believe the move that will be executed from the top of the cage is most likely some sort of choke slam or power slam. Mm. Um, where Kevin Owens will get to the top and then Braun will throw him back down, throw him back down from the top. Sure. Uh, next up tag team championship match, SmackDown edition. We had the bludge bros or as the Miz called them, the bludgeons versus team. Hell no. Uh, I have team. Hell no. Uh, but I don't, here's the thing. I feel like that there's a lot of, I don't want to say nostalgia momentum behind Daniel Bryan, but the push is is sort of there, but the pop is real. So I put hell no, but I'm hedging my bets by saying disqualification. Mm-hmm. Um, and for who makes the fall, I said Daniel Bryan in case they do win. And who takes the fall, I said Kane, because if the Bludgeon Brothers win, at least I picked up three points. Sure. Your predictions, Sir Bobbington. Uh, I also have hell no, even though I think they're going to drop the belts to sanity sure. soon. They're just going to be as a transitional face champs. Uh, I have pin. Uh, Daniel Bryan makes the pin and uh, Rowan will take the fall. I truly believe that this match, um, I, I put team hell no winning because I went with my heart for a lot of these. I think that they're going to have it end with a DQ and this is going to lead into Miz versus Debry. Is, I believe, what they're going to do. Interesting. Next up, we have the Raw Tag Team Championship match. We have the Deleters of Worlds, or Deleter of Worlds, versus the B-Team. Bob, who do you got and why? Uh, Deleters of Worlds, because B-Team's a joke team, and they aren't going to get the belts. Which means it's going to be a pin, and I say I have Hardy uh, pinning Axel. Bob, nothing too fancy there. A lot of people at some point in their lives have their Waterloo moment. The moment they look back and go, here's where it all went wrong. I'm picking the B team. Oh, buddy, you're trying to meme them into existence. I am. I am. I am full on this. This bandwagon full steam ahead. I think the B team are capturing gold. Okay. Um, And I do believe that what's going to happen is this is going to transition the deleters of worlds into a more fearful fearsome serious tag team they've been a joke up to this point sure they've been all funny ha 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 i think that them being made fun of by the b team has led them to amp up their intensity and be less goofy you've noticed that we're getting less wonderfuls from matt hardy and more like this is over which that's what we want Mm-hmm. If we're going to stick with this broken, woken gimmick, we want him serious. Uh, that was the intriguing thing about the deleters of world, not them being funny and having fun and laughing. I think that the B team will capture the belts from them and that will though. I think the deleters of world will get it back rather quickly. And I think that this is what will turn them into scarier champions. Sure. Uh, I put pinfall and then for makes and takes the fall, I put Hardy to be- hedge my bet. Okay. He will pin himself. He'll get involved somehow. 
Yes. Uh, United States Championship. Jeff Hardy, defending champion, versus Shinsuke Nakamura. Who do you got? Uh, this one is probably the hardest one to pick. For it me. is. It's very, um, very hard. But I regret my choices, but I'm going with Jeff Hardy. Okay. Uh, he's going to get a pinfall. Uh, sure. There's only going to be three aerial moves. Wow. Because Nakamura's not an aerial move kind of guy. And does he do it for the dick punch? Uh, yes, he will go for the dick punch. We have an exact prediction, except I picked Shinsuke. Wow. Which is the most important part, so I guess it wasn't exact. I did say pin three and yes. Wow. But I think Shinsuke is not in the main title picture right now at the moment. They've kind of burned out AJ versus Shinsuke. Um, I think they're going to keep him heel for a while. So um, I think with that being said, I think this is the time to put a belt on him. So at least he has a strap. You can say he's a champion of some kind. Jeff Hardy's been on and off the mend for a little while now. He's had a string of injuries. I think that he's fine right now, but I just think that he's had the belt for long enough. Jeff Hardy doesn't need the United States Championship, and I don't think he's doing much for it. I feel like having Shinsuke with a belt will do more for both of them, both him and the belt. So I think this is the right time to put at least a strap onto Shinsuke. Mm-hmm. Intercontinental Championship match, 30-minute Ironman Dolph Ziggler with Drew McIntyre versus Seth Rollins. And real quick, this is the match I am probably most excited to see match wise on the card. I there's there. The, the WWE championship match is the one I'm probably going to be most excited during, but this is the match I'm most looking forward to watching. Sure. Who do you got, Bob? Um, I have Dolph Ziggler retaining. Hell yeah. Uh, and he's <laughs> going to make the first, Ziggler will make the first fall. Wow. And Ziggler will have three falls, and Rollins will have two. Wow. And there will be four near falls. Woo! We are wildly off on our numbers. I have Dolph Ziggler as well. I'm saying that Seth Rollins will make the first fall, but I want to specify, I think it will be by DQ. I think he's going to go the Alberto Del Rio route. Oh, okay. And I think that him and Drew are going to just like tag team beat the fuck out of uh seth rollins to open up the match sure. he'll take the dq which will give the fall to rollins um i have rollins here's the thing is i predicted ziggler but i hedged my bets again with the the falls count i wrote six for ziggler and seven for rollins jesus and i put remember I, it's only 30 minutes 30 minutes a lot can happen in 30 minutes guess but damn i i, I thought five was kind of high and originally i wrote 12 near falls and i which for a ziggler and rollins match is very possible sure but i did scratch that out and drop that down to eight which i believe is still a realistic number for a 30 minute iron man match with ziggler and rollins sure sure eight plus or minus one is realistic uh, here's oh, here's an interesting thought though about that match. I almost went with zero, zero near falls, zero everything. They just get to the thirty minute time limit, and then Bo- both the guys bo- both guys just fucking go, and neither then, gets the pin, like, and then Ziggler runs away with it at the end. Okay, so almost like the Shawn Michaels one, but. Instead of them going into overtime, Ziggler just gets champion's advantage and runs away. Yeah. That would be interesting. Uh, I would not love the ending, but at the same time, if it's a great match, who cares? Uh, Women's championship match. 
uh, SmackDown side, Asuka versus the defending champion Carmella with James Ellsworth suspended above the ring in a shark cage. I want you to just know, I hate this. They only do it to, to push toys, and it's dumb. And it's also guaranteeing, like, they say it's to guarantee that they won't get involved in the match, but it guarantees that they do get involved Especially in the match. Especially Ellsworth. Look, look at his body dimensions. Like, how, like, unless the shark cage is, like, mesh webbing, <laughs> he's getting out of that thing. Didn't was it him or Enzo? Was it Enzo? Enzo, or him Enzo lubed him up. Yeah, himself. That up. was terrible. Uh, I have Oscar winning. Uh-huh. Finally, even though it's not a major pay review, just fucking put the belt on her already. I have submission finish. I have two rope breaks, and yes, of course, Ellsworth gets out of the cage. See, I have Carmella winning because Ugh. Ellsworth will cause the discrete direction. Ugh. And then a pin, fall victory, okay. three rope breaks, okay. and then yes, Ellsworth escapes. Boo. I hate everything about what you just said. Uh, women's Championship match, Raw hey, ma'am, edition. I'm not booking it. It's WWE booking it. I know. I'm just trying to predict WWE's you're trying, booking. You're trying to win, and I'm trying to will my, my card into existence. Raw Women's Championship match, the only Extreme Rules match on the card on the pay-per-view called Extreme Rules, has Alexa Bliss, the defending, reigning Raw Women's Champion of the World versus the girl who's not like most girls, the irresistible force, Nia Jax. And they did want you to know, Ronda Rousey will be sitting in the front row, but she's not in the match. (laughs) Wink. (laughs) Wink. (laughs) I have Bliss winning, which... I, I believe that Ronda will get involved, but I, I just I I have Bliss winning and retaining because I think that Bliss, I honestly think that Bliss versus uh, Ronda is the money match for for right now because Nia has a limited move set and I think that Alexa is the better worker and better on the mic, so I think that's the better feud to go into SummerSlam with. So I have Alexa winning and retaining, pinfall victory. Bell to bell, I put 12 minutes because I think a lot of shenanigans are going to keep that match long. Uh, Ronda Rousey will enter the ring during or will enter the ringside area during the match. And I 110% think weapons are going to be used because if not, this is the greatest travesty in sports right. entertainment history. Because A, they've already teased the kendo stick, and B, it's extreme rules. And this is the only extreme rules it's match. It's the only extreme rules match. They have to. Um, but yeah, so I have Bliss winning uh, pinfall 12 minutes at yes and yes. Holy shit. We got all um, the way down and fi- I think this is our first 100% the same thing on any of these predictions. But yeah, uh, I think they, they could, I think they'll do something where they'll set it up where since uh, Rhonda's this tweener now who will attack sure. anybody. I think they'll set it up where uh, Ronda attacks Jax and just lays her out for Bliss to get the win. And then she'll be all like, "Um, why'd you do that? And then Ronda on Raw, when she comes back from her suspension, will be like, you're the easy target. Sure. And then then, uh, I agree with you that Bliss Rousey is the money match and that... Uh, Bliss will make Ronda look even stronger than she already is. Oh yeah, because she can ragdoll sell for. Oh yeah, and then I mean, don't get me wrong. It it was impressive to watch Ronda versus Nia, 
because Ronda has the ability to do the things like the judo toss and the armbar that she did over the ropes on Nia. Nia is big, which makes Ronda look strong. But just the fact that Ronda was able to do that one arm, one shoulder power bomb on Alexa through that table, that to me made her look almost as strong, if not as strong as all the stuff she did against Nia. And you were right about Alexa being able to just sell the shit out of that. Uh, and I do think that the mic work is what's going to make this feud because Nia is not great on the mic. Rhonda is hit or miss. I mean, she's done all right in the ring on the mic, but she is, she was terrible on commentary and uh, is just okay backstage. So I think that Alexa is who you need to have this feud with in order to make this interesting carry it. Final match, and then we have our miscellaneous points down here. Final match, WWE Championship, the defending reigning WWE Heavyweight Champion AJ Styles versus Rusev with Aiden English trying to take down the house that AJ Styles built. Bob, who do you have and why? Oh, well, Corey, uh, this one is probably the easiest call on the night. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I mean, let's be real. AJ Styles is going to win. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if it's going to be a pinfall or submission, but I won't pin. Sure. Um, there'll be three finishers executed, mm-hmm. uh, two near falls, and okay. no English will not be removed from ringside or never at ringside. So he'll be there the entire time? Yeah. Okay. Bob? I want you to think about one. But what I what I will tell you is that, especially since AJ is the face of the fucking WWE 2K19 yes. going into SummerSlam, yes. yeah, he's gonna be champ. Sorry, Rusev, we love you. It's just not in the books right now. Bob, I want you to think about one piece of crucial information that you've forgotten. There's one piece of crucial data that it's Rusev Day. What day does the pay per view take place? I on? mean, yeah, I know it's Rusev Day. And that is why I have predicted Rusev to begin his first title reign, dismantling the house that AJ Styles built at a pay-per-view that means nothing where AJ can win his title back at SummerSlam right before the game comes out. Okay, buddy. So I have Rusev winning via submission with four finishers executed and seven near falls and Aiden English will be removed from ringside or never at ringside. And that is my prediction. Okay. And it will be Rusev Day. Uh, announce tables. I have English and other going. Spanish is spared. I have English going and Spanish and other spared. And then, Bob, why don't you hit us with your five unscheduled appearances? Now, keep in mind, they cannot be people who are already on the card. So no Ellsworth, no Aiden English, no Rhonda, no McIntyre. Uh, it can't be uh, officials or like referees. Um, uh, no authority figures, trainers, uh, managers, and valets already on the card don't count. Okay. Uh, I who, didn't see that I couldn't use an authority figure, so I'm just, going to have just, to change just, my last one. Just go ahead and read yours. Um. But I already have one that he I will swap him out with. Okay. Uh, Mojo, No Way Jose, because okay. those guys have been teasing a feud. I could see that being a kickoff show. Sure. Uh, Elias, okay. Jinder, okay. and I had Angle. 
because uh, they're in Pittsburgh especially, but no authority figures, so Angle will be swapped to Bobby Roode. Bobby Roode. So, see, you used your brain, and you, used, you, you called a lot of kickoff matches that might get added. I didn't use my brain. I went balls to the wall crazy since my, my card is already pretty out there. Uh, first off, I put Dean Ambrose, even though there's like no chance that no he'll be involved. No chance he'd be involved in a match, but he could come out arm in a sling and cost Ziggler a fall. I mean, I guess, but like, woof. Okay. Again, I went with my heart for this card. Uh, John Cena. It's been a minute since we've seen the Cena man. Um, and I think that he's overdue to come back and make an appearance. And I think that I honestly think if Rusev wins the championship, we hear Wabadu and John Cena comes out and is like, I got your number. I'm getting my title, my, my title okay. breaking win. At SummerSlam. At SummerSlam sure. against Rusev. Okay. Which would set up Rusev, which would set up Cena, AJ Styles. Okay, buddy. Uh, I predicted Brock Lesnar shows up. It will not happen. However, wouldn't that be something? Um, I predicted Juju Smith-Schuster of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Okay. Because he's into... A lot sure, of the like, sure, of, sure, like sure. you know, alt culture kind of stuff. He's into like you know anime stuff. He's into all that kind of stuff. Maybe he's into wrestling. We're in Pittsburgh. It's not they could float him front row seats. Exactly. Sure. It's not football season right now, so it's the perfect time. You know, he's free. Not sure. doing nothing. And then finally, now I I, I want some clarification for this because I didn't put him down as an authority figure, but I put Triple H. And I just want some. I guess he's technically not an authority figure. The he authority is active. Wrestling. There are only three active authority figures right now, and it's Stephanie, Kurt, and Paige. Because Shane's now, not authority no, anymore, no. so it's really so only three. I want. I wanted to clarify this with you because if you say no, I'm just going to switch it to like Elias or somebody. But I'll let you keep it. Sure. I don't see any problem with that. It's probably it's also a throwaway pick for you, Betty. So I'll let you keep it. <laughs> yeah. Just, Hey man, thanks for doing me the solid and letting me keep my very stupid boneheaded pick. I appreciate that. What a good friend. So that's our predictions for extreme rules. And, uh, we're going out and of town. Show. We're going out of town this weekend. Both of us yeah. are leaving town this weekend. Going on the road Tomorrow. to Athens, Ohio, the city that never sleeps, city of angels, where dreams come true. Harford on the hiking, baby. Yeah, it is. That nickname's real. Uh, so we're probably going to be pretty toasty this weekend, enjoying that, um, which means that we're actually not going to even be around for the pay-per-view. Obviously, obviously, we will watch it. Um probably on some sort of tape delay, but I'm going to look into seeing if like, if there's a way that we get to watch it while we're in Athens, maybe at a bar or something to see if there's a way we could record something from the road and upload it to Podbean. That would be fun. We're going to be out there with Nico, friend of the show. So, uh, are you, are you drawn on my couch? <laughs> Son of a bitch. Um, fun. Anyway, you can follow Bob on Twitter at Bob Feckety and also go to newsweek.com and search Bob Feckety, read his articles. Is your uh, is your uh, UFC interview 
up down there? Uh, no. Or was it on pl- uh, uh, Player One? My old UFC one is on Player One. The the Demetrius one. My most recent interview is uh, the Glow. No, my most recent posted interview was posted to this morning. Oh shit! Who was it? And it is with. Uh, Voice of Pam Poovey on Archer, Amber nice. Nash. Very cool. So all of you uh, Archer fans, there's a there's a fun one that's up there on, for you. And that's on Newsweek. Yeah, go hit this man's articles up, man. Get him some more reads. You know, he, he's a very good. He's a very good boy. He's <laughs> a very good journalist. He's ethical, and, and he's a good interviewer. I try. He tries real hard. Read his shit on Newsweek. Or I'm gonna fucking come find you. I know that you're going there right now, and I know if you're not, I'm like Santa Claus. Anyway, you can follow me on Twitter at CBPointXter. <laughs> you can follow the brothers on Twitter at Small Package POD. That's POD. It stands for podcast, but it's like the band. <laughs> also, a Small Package POD on Facebook. Uh, make sure you hit us up. We post uh, pictures whenever we go to wrestling events. Uh, and if you hit us up on Facebook or Twitter, we'll read on the show. Uh, fill out your P- at PW scorecards. Tweet them at us. We'll let you compete against us. You'll probably win. We're not very good. Anyway, we'll be back next week with the results from Extreme Rules. Maybe it'll be more extreme than we thought, but probably not. Anyway, I've been Corey. This has been Bob. Well, let's be realistic oh. here. There's a possibility we aren't back next week. You have a pretty stacked week next week. We'll figure out a way to do it. We can try. We'll but just just giving oh, yeah. you all the heads up, there's a very decent chance that we will not be back next My week. My niece and nephew are around. Hey, you know what? Maybe they'll be on the podcast. Who knows? It'll have to be a very much more PG era podcast. Oh, yeah. I'll have to... We'll, we'll both have to tone it down. Hey, man. This could be the first time that we're on iTunes without the explicit content warning. <laughs> next week's episode, a small package goes PG. No, we'll just go straight G. It'll be like Barney, but with wrestling. Oh, boy. It's going to be great. Anyway, we'll be back next week, most likely 90%, with another episode of the Small Package Show. Hey, Bob, would you do me a favor real quick? Uh-huh. Hit him with it. Small Package. That was intense. It was a hit. <laughs> like us. 